Welcome to The Jack Brunswick Show. For more valuable knowledge, stories, and insights, check out jackbrunswickwordpress.com, jackbrunswick13 on Instagram and Twitter, or listen to the other podcasts on The Jack Brunswick Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome back to The Jack Brunswick Show. If you're a first-time listener, welcome as well. Today, we're going to discuss time wasting. You know, I hate wasting my own time. I hate when other people waste my time. And so today, we're just going to kind of talk about the habits that I've built and just my routine and things like that. Just little things that have helped me add back two to three hours of my day. I think this is important because just imagine you're chasing your dream and everyone else in the world is chasing that same exact dream as you. The difference between you and them is that they're on a normal 24-hour daily schedule, whereas you're on a 27-hour daily schedule because you're efficient, you're effective, you're good with your time, you're good with managing how other people affect your schedule and what you do. So that's what we're going to get into today. And this is kind of ironic, but not having enough time has become an increasing pressure and stress for Americans and people around the world. Yet, we're making more money, we have higher standards of living, and life is overall more enjoyable. So why are we more stressed and why do we feel a pressure that we don't have enough time for the things that we truly enjoy? A lot of that comes from letting the stresses of work, school, and life get to us. And these stresses from life, school, work, they come from an abundance of choice. You know, back in the the old days, they might have not even had fast food or places to go eat out. So you had one option to cook at home. Or you can go a little bit further. You know, back in the old days, there might have only been one or two fast food places or one or two diners in the town. And your, your mind was made up. You're going to one of those or you're cooking at home. Now, we have hundreds of options to eat at, which is awesome, but it's also pretty time consuming. So choice is a good thing. It's a pillar of a society's prosperity and how well they're doing. Imagine if you didn't have a choice of who to vote for or where to go to school or what to eat, things like that, or what jobs to pursue. However, these choices also cause a waste of time. And the example that always pops into my head first regarding wasting time is going out to get food. So like right now, there's probably at least 10 restaurants in your town, uh, but you could probably access 100 different restaurants, fast food venues, grocery stores within 20 minutes for most people. That's a fair guess, I'd say. Think about in the old days when you either cook at home or you go to the one or two diners in town. Uh, There wasn't all the options. So I think these choices, they cause a waste of time because we kind of procrastinate and stress about, you know, what we're going to do with our lives. And choices are good, but making a choice comes with time. And so now that we have more freedom and choices than ever to make, that means we need to automate as many of those choices as possible by basically setting rules for ourselves. And I'm pretty sure I did a podcast, or if I haven't, I'm going to do one in the future about rules I set for myself uh, regarding, you know, my social media usage, checking my stocks and my finances, uh, rules regarding, you know, my diet, my workouts. When you set a rule, there's no thinking involved. You've already committed to following that rule. And you're going to do it. There's no debating. There's no negotiating or thinking about it. 
you just commit to it. You commit to that rule that you made. So these choices, they cause a thing called analysis paralysis. Basically, got too much information, don't know what to do with it. You spend too much time studying it, trying to figure out what the best option is. There's a great book that I read. It's called Algorithms to Live By. And it just talks about different formulas. And that's what an algorithm is. It's a formula, basically, or a rule that it's going to work no matter what, statistically. So this one algorithm I like to follow regarding choices and saving time is the 33% rule. So you're going to pick whatever you're looking for when you're 33% through your journey of picking that thing. So an example would be you're looking to buy a house and you're house hunting and you're going to look at 10 houses. That's what you planned on to be most efficient and most effective and to get the best house with the least amount of time. You're going to stop looking at three or four houses. So after you've, you know, toured three to four houses, you're going to say, okay, which one of those three to four houses were the best? And you're going to pick it because statistically after that, those last six to seven houses you may or may not have looked at aren't going to be better than the first three or four you did look at. And the same thing goes with, you know, choosing a restaurant. If you're going to spend, if you got 20 restaurants that, you know, pop up on your Google search, look at five or six and then pick the best one out of that. And that's going to be the most optimal way to find the best restaurant, house, whatever you might be looking for, is stop looking at 33% the way through because that's how the chances play out. And, you know, there's going to be outliers where, you know, you looked at three or four houses when, in fact, your dream house was the sixth. And that's something to consider, too, is that when you have big choices with lots of stakes involved or, you know, lots of money involved, then you're going to want to spend more time on it. You know, you're going to spend... You're going to spend 10 days, even 10 months looking for houses, but you're not going to spend 10 days or 10 months looking for a restaurant to go out to dinner tonight. So that's another thing is just allocating the right amount of time for certain choices. So that helps reduce time we spend choosing things and in that decision-making process. But why even make a choice at all? We could go a step further. So just not even make a choice, you know, just because we have choices in front of us doesn't mean we have to entertain it or pick it at all. You know, nobody is forcing you to make a choice. So, you know, yeah, so another thing, we don't have to make choices. Um, there's going to be societal pressures to make a choice between going out or staying in or going to buy this product or this product. But ultimately, you don't have to do any of that. And that's why we make rules for ourselves. And that basically automates our decision-making process. And it helps you build a routine, save time, and do the right thing by maximizing output to get you on the best track possible. So the rules that I have, I kind of talked about them a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk about the rules. So the rules I set for myself, their ultimate purpose is to limit the time that I'm wasting. So the rules I set for myself, the first one, I check my stocks and I pay my bills only on Mondays because I'd find myself checking them every single day and doing that doesn't help anything because investing in the market's a long-term thing. I have a complete other podcast on that, but I set that rule for myself, only going to check it on Monday and that was my goal. And so that kind of helped me reduce the time I spent from 
seven days a week checking to only one out of seven days a week checking stocks and paying my bills. Another rule I set for myself, I set rules for myself about alcohol, uh, you know, when to drink it, how to drink it, who to drink it with, how much to spend on it, how much to not spend on it. And that is, again, another podcast. I know I've plugged like three different episodes really quickly in this this one, but I don't want to get too far off track or on tangents. The biggest purpose for these rules I'm setting for myself is one, save time, but two, create a hierarchy of importance. And basically, I've sat down, I've thought about this a lot, and I figure out what I want from life and you know what goals I want to achieve, the big ones. And then I go from there and I say, what smaller goals can I achieve that are stepping stones to get to that big goal, to that dream life, to to be where I want to be in you know, 10, 15, 20, 40 years, whatever it might be. And so that helps me decide the rules I set for myself, which then helps set my routine and saves my time so that I can spend as much time as possible on the things that matter to me. Okay, this is a really good example that you can put in for the not making choices if you don't have to. So the prime example of not making choices or not doing things just because everyone else is doing it is email. So the average American checks their email 15 times a day. And just because you have the power to do that doesn't mean it's productive to do so. And so that's the whole analysis paralysis, the information overload. Just because you have all this information in front of you, that doesn't mean you're using your time productively. And for me, I realized as a college freshman and and kind of in high school too, is that overchecking email, it became a way of me procrastinating my real work. And email is pretty similar to social media where you see a like or a comment, you get a buzz or notification, and it's addicting. But just because the average American checks their email 15 times a day, you could check it once or twice a day. And you'd probably still be just as effective as a worker or as a student than if you checked it 15 times a day. And for me, I found that optimal time to be around, you know, two or three times a day just because I'm at a military academy. There's a lot of last minute plans and changes and places I need to be all the time. So two to three times a day has been good for me to still be, you know, a productive cadet. But for you, it, could, it might even be less. And so same thing with that is, you know, minimize the social media checking. I set rules for myself on that. I set the little time limit on my iPhone. I even deleted the the apps for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that off my phone. Uh, I brought it back just so I can manage my podcast Instagram account. But if you're not doing something business related or productive, then I suggest just deleting them completely like I did. But that leads me to the next topic of the electronic devices is the main source of these excess choices and mindless distractions. And that comes with the mindless hours of scrolling on social media, checking email, watching TV, playing video games, seeing advertisements. As a freshman here at the academy, we had to go the whole year without social media. And just the amount of noise that went away because I didn't have my phone in my face all the time was absolutely awesome and it was just really refreshing and let me see 
the things that mattered. And I felt like I had way more time in my day to do the things that were going to be productive. And I felt like I could achieve my goals a lot more. I felt powerful. It's pretty obvious that electronics, they're programmed to just just distract you and hold your attention for as long as possible. And just they're addicting. They just want to catch your eye for as long as you can so that they can get their advertisement uh their advertisement view counts up or the number of times you click their their advertisement it's all for money and for business and the longer that they can hold you on their app or their website or whatever it might be the higher chance that they're going to be making money off of you and it's a big competition for our attention but that's not our phone or our TV's fault it's ours it's our responsibility to manage how we live our lives that's the big thing I keep coming back to is it doesn't matter what everyone else is doing just because everyone else is spending three to four hours on their phone per day or if they're checking email 15 times a day or spending eight hours per day with their face buried in a screen that's the average statistic Um, so I think it's seven hours actually but the biggest thing is these electronics they're the root source of those excess choices, the time wasting, and the mindless distractions. It's important to have a direction, a vision, and goals that allow us to spot those time wasters because we can subtract as much noise as we can from our life. We can get rid of you know, all the electronics and social media, and we can implement all these time-saving habits that we're going to talk about later in this episode. But ultimately, if you have nothing productive or meaningful to fill that time with, it's just going to be a very empty life. And I think that's the biggest problem people have is they don't really have the guts or, you know, the passion or the hard work in them, the dedication to really pursue their dream and what they want to do. And so instead, they fill up that void with the easy stuff, you know, the social media, the TV, the video games the partying, whatever it might be. And so I think if you have a direction and things that you want to work towards and you're passionate about it, you're going to spend less time drifting into these vices and these bad habits, and you're going to spend less time wasting your life away. And this is kind of a a side topic, but it's not just figuring out about what we shouldn't do. That's only half the battle. The second half of that battle is understanding what it is we should actually be doing with our time that's going to be productive and going to make us happy so it's double-edged sword get rid of the bad stuff add the good stuff you got to do both that's the important thing is understanding those small goals that add to the medium goals which add to the big goals which boom going to make you happy and i fourth fourth podcast plug in this episode but i'm going to add another episode regarding how to set smart goals and you know align that with what you believe in and your passion and to make those goals worthwhile because setting a goal doesn't automatically make you happy it has to be something that actually means something to you and adds value so this big thing with knowing what to add as well as what to subtract from your life it's a vision you know you have that vision for the things you should do and the things you shouldn't do that's going to help you see, okay, what I'm doing right now is going to put a delay on my dream life, on my goal. And you're going to see those negative impacts much more clearly if you have a vision. 
if you go out on a Saturday night and you drink your night away and then you sleep in till 12, but your vision is to be an Olympic power lifter or become a really good podcaster, then you're going to feel those implications when you realize like, oh crap, I could have spent those six hours partying and then those three or four hours that I could have woken up earlier, you're working on my craft, getting better, getting appropriate rest um, and learning and getting getting reps in. And so having that vision is so important because when you have that, your toleration for time wasting decreases exponentially and you just become really self-aware of everything you do and how it's going to impact your life. So that's like the overarching theme of this is you know, understand where you want to go because there's a huge difference between being busy and being productive. So if you have no direction, but you, you're you doing things 24-7, you know, you're working out, reading books, you're recording podcasts, doing blogs, going to school, getting your degree, working a job, working a night job, doing all this stuff, but you don't really have a direction or like a clear vision or a goal, then... Sure, like you're doing a lot of things, but is that really making you happy? So now that we kind of talked about the big themes, you know, people are getting more stressed out because of claiming to not have enough time. We have so many choices to make and people can't deal with that responsibility and people get distracted really easily. And so we talked about automating choices by setting rules for ourselves, reducing the choices we need to be made, uh, spend less time on our choices using that 33% rule. And that's all really important. And so part two of this I'm going to post is going to be those specific time-saving strategies that you can implement to then put yourself two to three hours ahead each day of everyone else that isn't implementing these things. Yeah, that's part one. That's just the big stuff. And then we're going to get into the specific time-saving habits in part two. So thanks for listening. Uh, check out the Jack Brunswick Show on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Give the podcast a five-star review if you think that's worthy. And I just want to thank you for your time. Hope you all learned something. And if you did, you know, share it with a friend or family member who might enjoy listening or learn something too. Take a minute to check out another episode of the Jack Brunswick Show and be the first to know when the newest one drops by joining the email list in the Jack Brunswick bio. That's good.